podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Yes, welcome to another episode of the MLS UK show. I'm Elliot Holman and would you look at this, we're in the same postcode, in the same room, I am joined by... And I'm Henry Hewitt. Doesn't really make sense, (laughs) but hey, it works. We're back. Uh, And this is because we, well, we were at a wedding together on Sunday. A Mm. mate of ours got married and we was like, well, we can make it to a wedding. Tuesday, are you free? You said yes. I said, well, Bolton are playing like 12 minutes down the road from you, so I'll be free. And uh, here we are. MLS UK show live in the studio again. He only comes to see me when Bolton are in town. Yeah, what a time. What a time to be alive. I won't be making the 12-minute journey <laughs> to go and watch Bolton uh, around the corner. Wedding was good. Watched El Trafico um, mm. at the reception, so that was, that was good. Yeah, we put a video on our social media. It, did, it got like over 100 likes. We only, we only did that to be like, oh, no, we do. Because sometimes if we're both busy, our social media can go untouched for a bit. So I felt we need to post something to be like, well, we do watch it. We are paying attention, and uh, yeah, people liked it because we were at a wedding. We had a uh, we had a lovely photo together as well, which is um, on my Instagram story currently. It'll be gone by the time you watch this. Thank <laughs> God. Um, well, we do look like the happy couple who got married. Yeah, um, but um, that's in another life, I think. Yeah, for now though, we are just colleagues, co-hosts of the MLS UK show. I'd have gone friends, but I, I, <laughs> friends third. A happy couple fourth. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, everyone who has uh, been watching our recent episodes where we've been on Zoom. Uh, delighted to say that we're not, of course, today. And uh, it's for a good reason, because this weekend, it was a mini rivalry week, I felt. Quite a few derbies in there, but great MLS action. We felt we had to come into the studio and talk about it. But before we do that, I guess, and I'm a bit rusty at this because we've not had a, a full episode in the studio for a while, there's, there's a certain game that we play at the very start, I can't remember it, maybe a, a game that's name has changed before, perhaps? Changed quite a few times. Is it the Anton Walks game with the changing name? That's the one. That is the one. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, This is where I give you... The name, uh, sorry, the career path, not the name, that would be rubbish. Uh, the career path of a player who's played in both the UK and in MLS, uh, and you have to work out who it is. There's not many clubs involved today. Well, sometimes they can be hard. I think it'll stick out. I think it'll be easy. Okay, good. I'm easing myself back into the Anton Watts game with a change of name. I like it. Right, so where they played in their career? Remember, if you're new to the show, they have had to have played in the UK and in MLS. Those are the one rules. If you don't get this... Right. Oh, they started their career in 2018 with Atlanta United. Oof, okay. Obviously, like in their like career path, it's listed. They also played for Atlanta United too. We know players move freely between like the first team and the second team. Um, so they were playing a bit in USL as well at the same time. In 2020, they left Atlanta United to go on loan 
in I'm debating whether I tell you the club or not. Uh, in Scotland. Right, okay. Is the club Aberdeen? Yes. Yes, right. Okay. Carry and on. then they moved to Austin FC in 2021. I feel like it might be quite easy, but I th- I also think if you don't really know your Atlanta Uniteds or your Aberdeens or your Austins, then you're going to be pretty <laughs> stuffed. So anyone that starts with uh, anything that starts with A, they'll they'll sign for them. Yes, uh, they will be signing for Aston Villa, Auxerre, and then... Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, there we go. Free team. Uh, right, if you know, let us know. At MLS UK Show, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok as well. Just comment on one of our other videos. Or you can email us, hello at MLS.show. Tell us where you're up to in the podcast when you realise who it is. No cheating, no. No going to right to the end. We know. Because we will know. Uh, but we will reveal all at the end of the episode. Um, so that's done. We've talked about us being back in the studio. We've mm-hmm. talked about a wedding we went to this weekend. We've done yep. a game with a changing name. I think what's next to do is talk about some MLS. Game on. The MLS UK Show. Now, before we get on with the episode, let us remind you, Soccer90.com is the place to go for all of your soccer apparel. Uh, They've got loads of USA stuff, uh, MLS stuff, of course, but fantastic range of European jerseys as well. Yes, go to Soccer90.com and when you've chosen what you want to buy, whether it be jerseys or other accessories as well from the many different leagues that they cover, at the checkout, if you type in MLS UK in the discount code, you will get 20% off courtesy of Soccer90 and ourselves, even though it's not courtesy of ourselves because we don't have to contribute anything to it. But hey, it's worth doing. (laughs) Soccer90.com. Let's get on with the podcast. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Okay, so let's have a look what happened this weekend in MLS. And it was a juicy weekend. It was a big one, wasn't it? It was LA El Trafico to, uh, it was the last game, but we'll kick off with that. Um, LA Galaxy 2, LAFC 3. It was the first time LAFC have won at LA Galaxy's ground uh, in MLS. And it was probably well-deserved in the end. Problems at LA Galaxy, but LAFC continue to go strength to strength. Still unbeaten this season. However, they scored their first away goal of the season. Yeah, it's strange that, isn't it? Um, very strange considering that you think of them as such a free-flowing attacking side, scoring loads of goals. Um, yeah, it was their first first away goal of the season, of course. Who else? In El Trafico, Carlos Vea. I mean, classic classic Vea finish, to be honest. Yes, uh, the first one to make it 1-0 where he, cut, he kind of cuts in, bends into the top corner. Yeah, it is. I think Taylor Trauman said in commentary that, that we've seen that yeah. millions of times before which we have um, yeah Carlos Vea loves El Trafico he got his second with a penalty in the second half to make it 2-1 um, but yeah LAFC I mean we spoke about LA Galaxy on recent episodes and the troubles that they've got let's talk about LAFC because they are, uh, couldn't be further apart at the moment <laughs> I noticed that last year there was 17 points difference in the league so far this season, there's 14, and we've yeah. only played about seven or eight games. Um, but LAFC, have, have, yeah, they're going from strength to strength, semi-finals of the Champions League. Um, well, I mean, what more can we say about them? They're just awesome. They are, and I think it's the the depth for me. We talked, we touched on it a little bit um, in our stoppage time episode last week, where um, with Buanga, they've got options now. You know, we talked about Carlos Vea and how it's, 
that's their kind of classic Vea slow you know slow play considered you know lovely curled finish um Boango offers them something different um in in attack a bit more a bit more pace something a bit more frantic but they've just got so much talent all over like it's they've been ever since they came into MLS they've been so good at working the roster rules getting the best out of them and they look miles ahead of LA Galaxy and it sounds harsh because it was 3-2 um but in terms of this season, there's streets ahead. And and to be honest, there's streets ahead of a lot of teams that we think are going to be up there at the end. Yeah, well, we'll talk about the team who are top of the West in a moment. But yeah, LAFC in second. Like The way they're playing, the fact that they're still unbeaten. You know, and I think you've got to remember as well, MLS is so random at times. We saw some results this weekend that you, you wouldn't predict. And LAFC have continuously got through that. They've had Champions League. We talk about every season, oh, teams in the Champions League having to travel, it's difficult. They're unbeaten. You know, they've just won El Trafico. They are continuously defying these, I don't want to say odds because LAFC aren't defying the odds. They have got one of the best squads in the league, but they're defying the narrative of MLS. And also another one is that teams don't retain MLS Cup. And the way they're going at the moment, you wouldn't argue with it. No, no, I, I wouldn't. I think they're, they're massive favourites currently. Yeah, they're a joy to watch. There's quite a few teams who are a joy to watch. We're going to talk about them um, in just a second. But LAFC, fantastic start. And yeah, I, I think we're seeing something slightly different from them this season, which is which is nice. And it's still just as effective as well, um, which means they've potentially got a bit of a backup plan. You know, they've got more than one way of playing now, which is disturbing to be honest <laughs> yes it certainly is and as a fan of Atlanta and as a fan of Orlando we're just glad that we're not in the east yeah. um, let's continue with the west though uh, the other derby uh, Portland versus Seattle Cascadia Portland what happened top. I know Portland four wins out of four now against Seattle and you do you know like when I was I was watching this game back and you look at the score first and you think 4-1 Portland equalised in the 71st minute yeah. How on earth is that? You know, they just dominated the last 20 minutes and it, they saved it all for then. Uh, Rui Diaz did put uh, Portland, uh, well, he did score for Seattle, so Portland went 1 0 down. And then, of course, Aspria doing what he does best. Riding the bike, baby. Riding the bike. And uh, I watched this goal and I thought, that is a bicycle kick that I can get on board with. Harlan did it the other week in the Premier League, yeah. but he kind of hit his shin. Uh, you know, he doesn't quite get the right connection. I just think that... We don't talk about it. When it's when it hits their shin, we don't... You no. notice everyone just goes, oh, amazing. Like the Rooney one, amazing. It hits his shin, but don't don't mention it. Yeah. Espria, he's got it down. He's done it twice now, and they've both been cliff... Like clear connections, I love that. Valeri said that um, he was practicing them in training as well. Does them all the time, so he's obviously is uh, obviously a bit of a pro. You know what? If I was a soccer player, I'd be doing that. Even if I was a centre half, I'd be like just for a bit of fun. You know, I'm going to try bicycle kicks. My you back would be in bits. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I'm thinking of myself as a what a 21 year old. Us now in our early 30s. Yeah, I don't think we not so much. No, that was Portland's first win since the first week of the season. That is a shocking stat, really, for a for a team of Portland's stature. That is that's not good enough. No, and I, you know, they've had a massive win, and they'll still be on a high in Portland right now. And I don't want to be negative on that, but you are right. You know, the fact that they, I mean, they they've now made it up to mid table. 
on the cusp of the playoffs and we've only played what seven or eight games so it doesn't really matter that much yeah. but yeah you're right Portland for the squad they've got the head coach they've got the team should be doing a lot better and hopefully this will give them a, a kick up the backside and they can push forward now and push higher up the table because yeah last year Portland didn't do well enough and this year they haven't started well enough but we'll take a 4-1 win from Seattle I'm not worried. It's just, I think they've just had a bad 20 minutes, personally. They've won half their away games. They've lost the other half. As long as you win your home games, if you're still winning half your away games, you're doing okay. Um, scored a hell of a lot of goals. Um, their XG per, per game at home is approaching two, which is yeah. some of the highest in the league. So we don't worry too much uh, about Seattle at this point. Obviously, still still up there. Three wins and a draw at home. It's good form. I've got to say, though... This was definitely, in terms of the jerseys, the match of the weekend. It was. It was good. Yeah. Uh, not if. Yeah, I mean, Poppy's not a fan of that Portland kit, and she. I love uh, it. Yeah, I love it. I love the Seattle one. It's grown on they me. They keep that. wearing it at home, though. That's like stop that. You know what? A few years ago, you had this rant and saying why are MLS teams wearing away jerseys at home, and I, I was not bothered. But this so far this season, I thought, yeah. I'm on board with it because it seems like there are some teams that haven't wore the home jersey yet and, yeah. you know, they've brought an, an away one out. And LA, I LA Galaxy versus LAFC was uh, LA Galaxy and their white home kit versus LAFC and their black home kit. And honestly, it was like it was an event. <laughs> yeah, it was. But I, I do get it. But at the same time, you know, yeah, the home jersey should be worn at home. They played the equal amount of matches, mm. so it doesn't matter. But, I mean, that Seattle jersey, to be fair, if you'd done that, you'd probably wear it as much as you uh, <laughs> as you want. Uh, right, let's move on then to St. Louis, because we go on stages on the MLS UK show this season of apologising for doubting them and then going, well, they've had a good start, but now they're going to be losing. They've just beaten Cincinnati 5-1 at home. Unbelievable. I don't know where we stand with them. I really don't. <laughs> Obviously, it's impressive. You know, they are they are top of MLS table. Played eight games. Um, they've they've scored twenty goals already. It was in the early weeks we were sort of like, oh well, you know, got a bit lucky, and they did. And then the losses came, and we you know we've talked about that on the show. Or has the bubble burst? And then they go and do that. Yeah, I, I didn't expect it, and and especially against Cincinnati. It's, to be honest, I don't doubt that St. Louis now will score goals. You look at the, I mean, let's face it, Klaus didn't even score this weekend, yet they still scored yeah. five. You know, and you look at the names who did score, Stroud, third of a season, Lewin, second, uh, Hybert, second, uh, Giannaccini, uh, sorry, uh, third. So they have got players who are scoring goals, so I don't doubt that. But Cincinnati, Cincinnati before this game had conceded four goals all season. Yeah. Four. They've now conceded five in one game. Yeah. Uh, they were so tight. And the, looking at the situation with Cincy, defence has been strong. This hopefully for them will be a one-off. With the fact that Brenner's possibly going to Unidese. So he was missing. Yeah. Do you think it could start to Acosta unravel? was missing as well. Yeah. You know, is it going to unravel now? Or can they, can they get back to my prediction, which said they would win MLS Cup? I don't know anything about what goes on in the Cincinnati camp, what we keep hearing, and that's all we can go on, is that Brenner's a bit of a problem. It might be that, yes, they're trying to get rid of him, and but that's why he's been playing. You can't just let a player rot and then try and sell them. They're not going to be worth anything. So I feel like he's been getting matches to, you know, to to, to enable him to get a move. Um, 
because by all accounts he's you know he's not doing the the morale any good in the squad this the, the harmony in the squad any good so um maybe that they improve when he's gone which feels bizarre to say um and of course they'll have money to replace him as well yeah well this is the thing is that cincinnati built this squad up this this hugely talented especially up at the top the talented squad and then one one piece goes and then you see a cost of being injured yeah you're gonna have to replace them you're gonna have to deal with it so we'll see how they do i i think cincinnati for me are not the cincinnati we knew 18 months two years ago i yeah. think they've got a lot more about them i think they, they've learned about the league they're making good um trades so i think yeah brenner will go sure it may hit them for a few weeks, a few months, but I think they're there to replace uh, Brenner or go in a different direction, which will still mean they'll uh, get in the playoffs. So that is, of course, you know, the first game they've lost away. So we don't panic. They still sit fourth. Um, you know, scored 10 goals. Yes, it's not <laughs> it's not helped them in the goals they've conceded because um, that's more than doubled. But they're literally one point off uh, St. Louis City. So since he... Don't panic just yet. So let's move on then to a uh, full East affair, Columbus versus New England Revolution. Now, when we spoke to each other on Sunday, you were saying that you were watching this match. Oh. You were in bed trying to remain quiet with your pregnant wife next to you. <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, with that ending, it was maybe a bit difficult to remain quiet. Yes, um, especially because I had backed over 1.5 goals. Not only on my personal account, but I had tipped it to everybody who follows our Green Man Tips account as well. And I was really sweating on that first game, first game that we tipped of the week. And I was like, we're going to fall at the first hurdle here. <laughs> because crew have been so good to watch, right? Let's, you know, let's remember, they've scored 13 goals at home. Mm. So there was, for me, there was no danger that this was going to lack goals. Uh, any revs have been good and, you know, they've, they've been scoring goals as well. But I was so confident and one nil down at home against 10 men for 20 minutes. And I was like, they, they still haven't scored. What's going on? Like, this is a joke. This is a wind up. I'm being exposed. I look like a fraud. Like I just felt so stupid. And, uh, and then literally last, well, it wasn't even kick last head header of the game. They got the equalizer. And to say that it was um, a slightly over on the extra time would be an understatement. So yeah, big, big moment. But uh, do you know what? It was all crew. The, the, the second half is all, all Columbus crew, um, all the pressure. And, uh, they were just trying to work some space in amongst the, any revs who were parking their 10 men, um, in and around their own box. So yeah, slightly, they'll be disappointed that they didn't win the game because, you know, they've been fantastic to watch this season. Yeah. It was eventful. Just on that note then, obviously New England, as you said, had 10 men. Mm. Um, the the Pereira sending off, Bruce Arena has said he needs to grow up. He said, uh, you know, he was a, well, to be honest, it could have been a straight red, but it was a second bookable offence. Um, did that change the game for you and put it into Columbus's favour because he went down yeah. to 10 men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, the, the, I don't know the stats for the last 20 minutes, but it was all Columbus. The, I, I think I saw the Revs venture they they bought Altidore on uh, by the way to, to maybe try and stretch the game give them a bit of an outlet someone to hold the ball up but they couldn't really particularly get it to him he was having to work back it was all Columbus um, it was you know Zellerayan on the edge of the box trying to work that space for his uh, a wand of a foot and um, some some big chances and then eventually the breakthrough yeah it, it was always coming 
Uh, so that leaves Columbus in fourth place. Uh, New England still top of the East. Uh, we've paid a lot of attention to what's happening in the table in the West so far in this episode. But if you look, uh, the top's starting to bunch up a little bit. But there are some good teams in there. You know, I think we've said before the West is probably stronger this year mm. when you're looking at Seattle's yeah. and LAFC and how St. Louis have started. When you look at those sides, Atlanta drew at Toronto. Um, you know, obviously Cincinnati had a nightmare, but on the whole have had a great season. Are we underestimating the power of the East? Or now we've had a, a few games, to seven or eight games to watch. Do you still think it is the West to lose this year? I think we maybe are underestimating the East a little because I think uh, New England are, are right up there. Um, Atlanta, Columbus, they're right up there. Um, but I think the difference is the West has just got that killer. They, they've got those killer teams, um, LAFC, Seattle, um, St. Louis City currently you can't argue with it they're right up there literally right at the top so um, yeah maybe we're underestimating it but I think West is still a lot stronger uh, well back to the West then one of the teams that aren't impressing this year once again we're giving them a mention is Sporting KC who yet again had an awful weekend losing 3-0 at San Jose uh, let's well, I mean we've talked about Sporting KC they've just had a, they're having such a poor season you know standout results include the, the Seattle 4-1 now this at San Jose and San Jose have done okay I think they've of the low standards that we had for them under Lucci, they've, they've done okay so far this season. But still, I mean, Sporting KC should not be going to San Jose and losing 3 now. Well, we'll come to San Jose in, in just a bit, but because uh, I've actually got some praise for them this season. But I, I want to talk about SKC. They've not won a game yet. Peter Vermees has been at SKC for so long, I, when they were the Wizards. And he turned them around. Everything about that club is has happened during his reign there. But now it's kind of going backwards again. Not just this season, last season as well. You know, they've conceded 11 and scored two. (laughs) I'm sorry to laugh, but like, it's so bad. What's going on? Yeah, well, that's up there with, I mean, since we've been watching MLS, we've had some, we've we've witnessed some horrific seasons. Cincinnati, I've done it before. DC in our first season Mm. when they were playing uh, at the stadium with the the inflatable shirt behind the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they've had some bad seasons, but yeah, this is... RFK. Yeah, this is awful, I'm afraid. Um, you know, for Sporting KC. It's about time Peter Vermees went. We mentioned it last year. We've mentioned it on the podcast before this year, but we kind of said it's probably about time they made a change. And I think it has come to that point. Unfortunately for me, sometimes you need to make a change at the right time. Mm. Last season was the right time. Yes. It's gone a season too far. Yeah. I see on social media, Kevincho uh, is uh, who streams the SKC games. I'm sure a lot of you know who he is. He's uh, not happy to say the least. Uh, so yeah, it's just uh, it's not working out for SKC at the moment. But they're and, not bottom. Well, no, no. I mean, they've got the same points as Montreal. They've played a game more, but they've played a game. We more. don't talk about that. They're not bottom. <laughs> they're um, joint bottom. San Jose have uh, I'll be honest they've impressed me yeah they, they've impressed me because again they're in the west we've said it's a tougher uh, tougher conference um they've won four home games they haven't lost at home yet uh, lost a couple of away games but picked up a draw on the road it's good form it's good like it's good form for for San Jose and that was a good win as well 3-0 just because SKC haven't got a win yet it's still relatively early yeah. so there was still every chance that SKC could score a goal at least <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but like when you've only scored two all season, there was, 
There was a high possibility they got their third goal of the season at San Jose at the weekend. It didn't happen. Um, and, and San Jose, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. 3-0. Um, really impressed with the Bobasi, by the way, as well. What Portland were doing with him, I have no idea. Um, to be fair, um, I heard Matt Doyle um, talking about this on the um, MLS podcast, and he, he reckons that during the MLS's back tournament, this is the only time they played him as a nine. And he actually was incredible. <laughs> they yeah. won the whole thing, which we don't talk about. Um, and I've still got that Diego Valeri shirt, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well. And then they uh, they put him back to the wing, and th- that was that. And they were happy to let him go. Um, so well done to San Jose, by the way, for you know doing some good scouting, playing him in the right position, and it's he's coming good. Yeah, uh, he had an impressive season last season and, um, you know, I think he deserved the weekend. Obviously, we know what happened the week before and that has been, seems to have been resolved even though there's many question marks mm. about that so we won't bring that up. But, uh, yeah, Ibobasi, I think of Espinosa to give the penalty to Ibobasi as well. Uh, he's not scored in about a month so that was great. He then scored the third as well to... Yeah. To make it 3-0. And yeah, he's, he's he's just smashing it. He's been their best player, you know, consistently now for the last 18 months, two years. And and I think for, uh, for San Jose, if they are going, I mean, they're fifth at the moment. You know, it's early, sorry, it's early days. Uh, apologies for those who are watching the video who saw that. Uh, but... Um, but yeah, it's 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 early days. But they, if he stays fit, if he continues to score goals, if Espinosa is still in form, they've got players there that can keep them in the playoffs, which would be a great effort. And and it'd be great for Lucci as well. And you know, he didn't end well at, at Dallas, did it? And you know, he had to, obviously he was part of the US men's national team set up at the World Cup. Um, so I think for him. If he does well, I think, yeah, credit to him and good to him. And uh, a friend of the show as well. He has been on the show. Yeah, during lockdown. Um, Espinosa, uh, top scorer with five. Abobasi, we mentioned, has got four. But Espinosa's got those uh, the, the two assists as well. And I want to talk about, I love Cade Cowell. Cade Cowell is my man. I love a breakthrough player who just comes, comes through the, comes, you know, youth does incredibly well. The assist from Cade Cowell in that game at the weekend was very, very good. Very impressive, perfect ball through. Love it. So, um, yeah, SJ, SJ going well. Yes, go on, SJ, uh, SJE for their full name. Uh, right, let's run through some of the other results from this weekend. Montreal nil, DC one. Lewis O'Brien got the goal. He's he's done all right, hasn't he, Lewis O'Brien, since he's uh, joined from Nottingham Forest on loan. Uh, Charlotte two, Colorado two, uh, Minnesota one, Orlando two. Get in! Come on! Uh, Ten South Americans in the Orlando team. You but it was uh, oh, no. Duncan Maguire who got the winner. What a guy. What a guy, by the way. Oh. Uh, NYCFC 2, Nashville 1 at City Field. New York Red Bulls 1, Houston 1. Well, just uh, just stop right there. Are you, how do you rate the new camera angle at Red Bulls Arena? I've noticed that. Uh, yeah. Um, I like it. It was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? When we were uh, when we were talking about um, the the Red Bull Stadium and it needing a little bit of a little bit of an upgrade. They've started already. <laughs> um, Toronto two, Atlanta two, ninety fourth minute equaliser <laughs> from Toronto. Oh, you uh, do make me laugh. But Yakimakis uh, first four MLS starts, four goals. So he's turned out to be a very good signing. Nah. 
Uh, Austin nil, Vancouver nil. Um, you were just saying about Vancouver off air. You were saying about Vancouver's uh, youth. Oh, getting excited. Uh, they, they've, they're unbeaten in six, Vancouver. Nil nil away at Austin. That's a good result. And uh, I, I watched the, uh, the highlights with my dad. And uh, the first thing he said when that came on, he went, oof. That's a long way to travel. And it was, and they got yeah. a nil-nil draw, so credit to him. Yeah, I, I just, I said, what I said to Henry off air was that uh, it really excites me that Vancouver have not just got one wonder kid popped through this season, but two. That Then it's not Vancouver to have two wonder kids. I'm so excited. They're banging in goals. I know that was a nil-nil, a terrible example. <laughs> yeah, we but, should be booing him, yeah, actually. But uh, prior, I, I, you know, this stemmed from me watching the highlights a couple of weeks ago. I like, it's I, so exciting. Love it. Uh, Austin not won at home yet this season. They're a bit of a slow start for Austin. They're 10th at the moment. We expected a lot more from them. Uh, Chicago 2, Philadelphia 2. Chicago 2 nil up and let that slip. Uh, Dallas 2, RSL 1 uh, was rounding off the results from this week. So we'll be back uh, with a stoppage time episode next week and then we'll be talking more about this weekend's games. And as well, we will be talking more about a big Champions League semi-final. We are guaranteed an MLS CONCACAF Champions League finalist. Yes. Hopefully we can get our second win uh, in a row. It's Philadelphia versus LAFC. And to be honest, there's a, a rematch from MLS Cup. Mm. That's going to be tasty. It's going to be tasty. But uh, to be honest, I know Philadelphia haven't had the best start of the season, but you're probably looking and thinking there's no two more deserving teams to be in the semis than them two. Um, if you were going off last season, yeah, yeah. Um, of course. It gives Philadelphia another another lifeline, I guess. Um LAFC, it's hard to think in current form that they won't just blow them away. Um, however, you know, we know how close that final was uh, just a few months back. So we'll have to see. Tigres, of course, Orlando's conquerors way back when and Lyon is the other All semi-final. Right. So uh, hopefully, um, I mean, Tigres was seen as one of the favourites, weren't they? So hopefully Lyon will maybe go through in that, but it'll be a tough game anyway. All right. All right, I've had enough. I've had enough CCL. It's dead to me now anyway. Um, moving on. How do you fancy a little game? Yes. We're going to be playing a round of the Jason Crisis Right after this. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Okay, it's time for the Jason Christ is Right. If you're new this season, welcome along. Where have you been? You've got uh, just the five years to catch up on. Um this is where it's basically we're playing higher or lower. I will choose a topic loosely connected to MLS and Henry has to decide higher or lower. Are you ready to play? Yes. Henry Hewitt, come on down. So we are going to be talking about goals scored in MLS this season. Oof. Now there are some teams that have scored loads and as we've seen with SKC, some teams that haven't. Yes, so um, the likes of Columbus Crew, for example, have scored 18 goals this season. Have LAFC scored more or less? Higher or lower? Less. Lower. It is less. Yes. 15. Uh, higher or lower than 15 Seattle Sounders? Higher? It is higher by one. It's 16. Uh, higher or lower than 16 for Seattle, Atlanta United FC. Lower. 
It's exactly the same. Oh, that's, yeah, that's cheating. <laughs> uh, higher or lower than 16? New England Revolution. Oh, that's a tough one because uh, they are doing very well, but I don't think they've scored as many. I'm going to go lower. You're correct. It's yes. 13. Higher oh, or lower this. than 13 Chicago Fire? Lower? It is lower. Oh. It's 11. Good work. Oh, brilliant. Good I, work. That must be the best one I've ever done. I think it's certainly your best work so far, especially <laughs> this season. Uh, Henry Hewitt playing the game that we call The Crisis Right. Um, and on that note as well, uh, we now need to move on to our predictions. Now, the last time we did predictions was on the Gillian Sakovic's episode. Listen yep. back to that if you've not, or watch it on YouTube. Um, and I hinted on the last episode of Stoppage Time that... I may have done very well on my last predictions, and I did. So I made it 1-1 in the series. I got three results spot on. No. I got uh, any revs to beat Montreal 4-0, which is impressive. I've got to say so wow. myself. Uh, Chicago to beat Minnesota 2-1, and then Vancouver to win 1-0 against Portland. Because, let's face it, Vancouver always managed to pull a 1-0 home win out of it somewhere, normally in Seattle or Portland. So I got that right. Uh, you got one correct uh, result right. You said that LAFC would beat Austin 3-0. So. Ooh. Um, so, but it was very uh, high scoring. You got 35, I got 50. Uh, now, if you're new to the MLS UK show... is quite a good score. It is, yeah. If you're new to the MLS UK show, uh, we do predictions for the next weekend's action. And if you get the results spot on, like I did saying any revs would beat Montreal 4-0, you get 10 points. If you get a right outcome, like I did when I said that uh, NYC and Atlanta would be a draw, um, I didn't get the right score, though, but I got five points for that. So... Shall we have a look at this weekend's action? Okay. Um, by the way, last week, I'm glad we didn't do it last weekend because it was one of the hardest weekends to predict that I've ever seen in MLS. There were so many informed teams that were playing away. And then we saw exactly what happened with the likes of Seattle. Informed team playing away, got battered. Yeah. So um, hopefully this, this week will be a bit easier. Right. Let's kick off then. Charlotte versus Columbus at the Bank of America Stadium. Normally, see, before this weekend, I'd be going, oh, Columbus, steamroll it. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Columbus. I was going to go with the same. Uh, did you see the video of the Charlotte fans who were, got a bit excited throwing beer up in the air? A few yes. people have said they shouldn't do that. Um, I think that they will get the opportunity again. I think they will score, but I think it'll be 1-1, actually. Okay, Cincinnati at home to Portland. This, uh, is, this is hard to call, but Cincinnati yeah. this season should be beating Portland. At home, especially. Yeah. Uh, and I think they will do. I think it'll be... I think Portland will have a, an un, like an unpredictable season. Uh, so it won't surprise me if they won 4-1 and then lost 4-1. Mm, okay. I'm going to go 3-2, so we're both going goals. Uh, Montreal v New York Red Bulls. Back at the Stade Saputo. Mm. Uh, are they ever going to win a game? It's hard to say. Um, <laughs> this is really tough. I I think this finishes 1-0 Red Bulls. Ooh. I think, yeah, I think Red Bulls will win. I don't think Red Bulls will score many. Uh, so to be different to you, I'm going to say 2-1. Okay, New England versus Kansas City. It has to be a home win. Uh, it doesn't have to be. Feel free to disagree. Um, I'm going to go 3-1 New England. You say that, you're making me think, oh, maybe I will go against uh, New England, but I won't do. 
no, I think, uh, yeah, New England Revolution, Banging Farm, SKC are not, to say the least. So I think New England Revolution will win. Um, three now. Okay, NYCFC are at home to FC Dallas. A little bit of cross-conference action. Um, tough place to go, isn't it? I'm going to say 2-1 uh, NYCFC. Yeah, they're at City Field again. Um, hopefully getting used to being there because the new stadium will be pretty much across the road from it. So uh, they beat Nashville at City Field. I think they will win again. And I think it'll be another 2-1. Okay, Orlando don't win home games. They face DC, who don't win games. Um, <laughs> Apart from this weekend, um, so this is this is this is tough. I'm gonna say two one Orlando. They finally do it. Um, one one. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Philadelphia at home to Toronto or Toronto. Uh, it's at Subaru Park. Uh, I think this finishes three one Philly. Yeah, Toronto. Which is bold, by the way. Yeah, but Toronto are conceding goals at the moment. They conceded two in the last few games. I think it's going to be two again, but a nice, comfortable 2 0 to Philly. Okay, uh, tough one to call, in my opinion. Houston at home to Miami. Yeah, I missed Miami this week. Um, Houston doing okay. Doing okay compared to the, well, when we expected they wouldn't mm. do. Um, I think they win 2 1. Uh, yeah, home advantage for me. I, I think. Actually, do you know I'm going to go two two. Oh, okay. Two two for me. Uh, next game is Nashville at home to LAFC. Nashville's always a tough place to go, but mm. LAFC they they obviously next week might be different when they would have played Champions League, even though there's not as much travelling uh, involved in that semi final as the as as they could have been with others. Uh, but I think LAFC. I don't think they'll lose, and I think they, they get a 1-0. I think they win. They've not really been resting players no. for Champions League games so far. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to go 2-0 LAFC. Colorado v. St. Louis. 3-1 St. Louis. They have said it. <sighs> Straight in. 2-0 uh, St. Louis. RSL v. San Jose. Mm. This is tough to call. Um, I think both teams score. I think it's going to be... 2-1 RSL. I don't even believe myself as I say it. We've not really spoke about RSL so far this season. We will speak about them mm. in the next few episodes, I promise. But um, I think... I think... I mean, San Jose, yeah, as you said before, are doing okay. Are, uh, I'm just going to go a draw. 2-2. Two, two. Mm, I was very tempted. I don't know. I, I don't believe in my home win that I've gone for. Uh, LA Galaxy struggling. Play Austin FC struggling. Um, two one LA Galaxy. Um, from absolutely no basis whatsoever. Yeah, where do you go with this one? I mean, LA Galaxy. Yes, they scored two at the weekend, but conceding wise, they're not doing very well. Austin aren't scoring many. Um, two nil Austin. Sorry, Galaxy. <laughs> Uh, Seattle Sounders in the final game of Saturday stroke Sunday um, at home to Minnesota Minnesota got beaten at home going to Seattle is a tough 3-0 Seattle 3-0 uh, I'm going to go 4-1 uh, and now Sunday evening <laughs> we had one and we've got another one I know how great is this I know maybe if I keep tweeting about how they how it's rubbish that all the games are on at once uh, perhaps they're listening to me they're not maybe yeah, probably not. Uh, Atlanta versus Chicago. 
Home win, 3-0. Yeah, I fancy Atlanta at home. I think we're doing quite well. I think, yeah, home farm. Um, I think we'll make it difficult for ourselves, but we'll win, I think, 2-1. Okay. See if uh, Gia Makarakarakaris <laughs> can make it five and five. Yes, hopefully he can. Um, if you want to give us your predictions for this weekend's action, feel free. If you're watching on YouTube, tick it in the comments. Uh, or alternatively, if you're listening on your podcast provider, then tweet us at MLS UK Show or send us an email. Hello at MLS.show. Right, so that's nearly it from this episode. But before we go, we need to find out who the player is for the Anton Watts game and the changing name. Yes, so they started their career at Atlanta United in 2018. They were there until 2020 when they moved to Aberdeen on loan and currently play with Austin FC. 66 appearances for Austin already, so already surpassing the uh, amount of games for Atlanta Mm. um, because they weren't prolific in the uh, Atlanta United team. Their name, however, is... John Gallagher? Correct. Yes. Say it with more confidence. John Gallagher. Correct. (laughs) Well done. Of course, the uh, 27-year-old Irishman uh, who started at Atlanta United. Yes, he did. Uh, Right, that's it from us for this episode of the MLS UK show. Thank you very much for watching or listening. Remember, if you're listening on your podcast provider, please leave us a rating while you're there. But Elliot, there's one rule and one rule only. LA Galaxy style, five stars only. God knows they're never going to get any more. (laughs) Not this season anyway. Uh, Also subscribe, follow us on uh, whichever podcast provider you're on. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Please click the notification bell because that tells you when we drop an episode. And please like the video, comment as well. We love reading your comments. We love hearing what you've got to say. A lot of uh, a lot of people who comment on our uh, YouTube, uh, very intellectual MLS people. I really enjoy reading the comments and getting your views on what we're talking about. So thank you so much. Uh, so uh, yeah, I guess uh, what's left to say is we'll be back next week with an episode of Stoppage Time. But for now, I've been Henry Hewitt. And I have been Elliot Holman. Thank you very much for watching. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.